0: And it's funny because like sometimes I'll post an Instagram of a joke in English and an Instagram of a joke in Spanish. Yeah. And the Spanish ones get more hits and likes. And I'm wondering right now, like if it's because they're less saturated and you know what I mean? Like I would say in the last month I've gotten maybe 1800 new followers and most of them are Spanish.
1: Welcome to the Underground Comedy Podcast with Sean Joyce. For more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com. Hey, what's up? It's our final episode of the year. We were able to squeeze in 51 episodes and 680 live shows in Washington, D.C. this year. So thanks for listening and for supporting the shows. If you're looking for something to do on New Year's Eve, our show at The Big Hunt is currently sold out, but there will be a limited number of tickets available at the door. Over the weekend, we'll have DC's Best Showcase at Big Hunt and Mecky Leaper at DC Drafthouse. Then, on January 8th, we'll have a show called Fifty First Jokes at DC Drafthouse. It's a show where 50 comics each tell their first joke of the new year. You can get tickets and info to all of those on the website. Our guest today is Carmen Lynch. Carmen has been headlining with us for years, is a regular at the Comedy Cellar, and has performed on Conan, Last Comic Standing, and The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. In this episode, she talks about doing stand-up in Spanish, The challenge of continually writing new material and trying to find the right balance between various forms of expression.
0: I, well, I was born in California, but then we moved to Spain for a while. Okay. Because my mom's from Spain, but then we grew up in Virginia.
1: How old were you when you moved to Virginia?
0: I was eight. And you
1: stayed there for how long?
0: Till college. College okay and then maybe a couple more years but then i left where'd you go to school william and mary virginia yeah well oh yeah yeah virginia yeah
1: and uh where'd you study
0: i was uh double major in psychology and public policy i started off as pre-med and that lasted i really thought i was gonna be a doctor for years i thought i was gonna be a doctor and then uh chemistry was really hard More than in high school. I thought it was going to be easy because I got, you know, pretty good grades in high school. Yeah,
1: chemistry is easy in high school. It's fun in high school. It's
0: so fun. And then it's totally different in college. And then everybody was talking about how physics was the worst at William & Mary because it was really hard. And I'm like, if I can't get through chemistry, you know, and then I I just gave up. I was like, I'm not going to suffer to become a doctor so <laughs> so I was like what can I get decent grades in I shouldn't have gone that to that school I think I had to study too much it was really hard
1: yeah it's not worth it studying I don't think it's it's uh, it's too much of a hassle I had the same thing where I just kept changing my major as I found out what classes I had to take yeah and I'm like no where did the, you go Penn State
0: oh I almost went there yeah. I applied, I got in and then um uh, my dad was like you need to get a scholarship to go here. It's out of state. Right. And I was like, "Come on, it's not that much." And he's like, "Oh yeah, it's a lot."
1: Yeah, I lived in Pennsylvania and then I applied to uh University of Maryland also, mm. so I was thinking about that, but it was like they're like the same school, but one is in state and the other one's out of state, so there's no yeah. no point in
0: Penn State just looked fun. I remember, it is fun. I remember touring and it's they had a, this uh, big snake on the yard.
1: Yeah, it's more fun than than University of Maryland. It's a little bit yeah. It's a little bit cooler than, but it's not close to anything. It's not like by a city. It's in the middle of the state next to nothing.
0: But it's th- but so big, you don't really, it's its own city, I feel like. Whereas oh, William yeah. and Mary is, you have to search for a bar. Right. Yeah.
1: So when did you think, like, when did you start doing stand-up?
0: after uh, when i moved to new york i was already in new york i decided to pursue acting after all that doctor stuff okay i majored in psychology and i was like and public policy i just felt i just almost had a double major so i said why don't i just take an extra class
1: i studied public policy also you
0: did i don't remember any of it i wish i did cause it's all so common much sense man
1: oh i mean my i say i have a master's in public policy really yeah and it was like yeah it's just like but it was figuring hard. Out, yeah, I don't know. It seems so easy. It was all to me. like
0: I loved learning about Congress and stuff, uh-huh. but then it all just went out my. It's not there anymore in my head. It's gone.
1: I studied economics in undergrad, and a lot of public policy is like based on economics. Yeah. But economics is much harder. So yeah, wh- I hated econ. When you yeah. so like if you go through all those econ classes, when you get to public policy. It's like a joke. Yeah, yeah. How no, that part was—that's the hard part about right. it—is the econ. Right. I mean,
0: I just know supply and demand, and then I'm done. Yeah, that's I'm, pretty good. That's yeah. it. Um, but uh, so you moved to New York. So to be I an moved an to New York to pursue acting. Didn't really know much about stand-up or followed it at all. I just wanted to perform. Yeah. And then uh, I went to a show with friends. It wasn't even my idea. I didn't know it was a thing. Right. And then I was like, wait a second. Why am I waiting to get into a show? with my headshot and resume when right. i could just perform every night you know and did you start digi- performing
1: uh, every night r- quickly
0: not immediately i th- i was scared yeah. no it was it was an epiphany but it was like one of those like i'll just keep writing for a couple of years and yeah. then uh and then try it just and get then, a couple
1: of years of writing under your belt <laughs> yeah but i mean <laughs> i always i always
0: it wasn't even really jokes it was just I was already comfortable writing because I had a journal and stuff uh-huh. and I was always into like diaries and stuff. Yeah. So I just took that material and I took a class. I was too scared and I, I, I couldn't just go to an open mic. That sounded really scary. So I took a class so I could make friends and that we could all go to open mics together. Uh huh. That's nice. And uh, and then, you know, that's what we did. That's good. And none of them do comedy anymore. So <laughs>
1: But it's been a long time.
0: Yeah, it has. I mean, there were other people like in other classes that I met, but uh, in my class, yeah. Um there's no one that w- does stand How long up.
1: have you been doing stand up?
0: A long time. Over 15, 16 years.
1: So I think like if you take any group of people that started doing stand up and then check in on them 16 years later, yeah. it's all like 2% are still with it
0: yeah and the thing is when i moved to new york um i thought it was just a you know i'll try acting if it doesn't work i'll leave yeah like, it never ever would i have thought i would have stayed there
1: well how does it feel now that that all this time has gone by what do you think it's crazy because it new york is cr-
0: is cra- new york is nuts yeah you know and uh and in the back of my head i always thought well maybe la is better right and i tried it and i just didn't like it how long were I, you there I'd say maybe six months and I was with my current boyfriend who was living there at the time. So, you know, that that's another incentive to stay is like the guy you're dating is there mm-hmm. and I still hated it. I wow. had to leave. What I, did you hate about it? There, The stand up that there wasn't a, like New York city. You can just get up all the time. You could do three, four shows, yeah. five. I mean, I I honestly love doing three max four is fine, but. But you can't do that in L.A. You're driving all the time. Right. And then some of the shows are monthly and you have to park like nothing works.
1: Do you perform a lot? Do you go up all the time still? Yeah,
0: I love that. Yeah. I mean, how, I'll how perform. often do you go up now? It I don't I mean, it depends. Some every once in a blue moon, I'll have a night off. But I usually take Sundays off and it's really kept me sane. Yeah. Um, but anywhere from one show to like five or six, you know, one night I had seven, but it was you know, it was insane.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of running around. But
0: um, I'd say, you know, uh, I don't even know what how many that is. But I yeah. pretty much yes any 40, show.
1: 30, yeah. 40, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool to, because I know.
0: But I'll take breaks. Like the holiday, this Christmas, I'm like, screw this. I'm leaving. And then <laughs> I'll, you know, I don't mind like leaving and stopping for like a week.
1: Because I think I've noticed people sometimes when they get. 10, 15 years in, sometimes they will kind of dial back that like really running around doing so many shows. Well, that's
0: true. Like I maybe like three years ago, I would have never taken a day off. What? You don't do that. You know, and now I... If I do a show on Sunday, I'm kicking myself in the butt. Like, why did you do that? You know, you need this night to just do nothing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So there is a little bit of that. Yeah. Like I would have never taken. I I took from the 22nd of December, besides your shows up Mm -hmm. to January 5th,
1: no shows. 22nd of December. That's not uh, that long. That's
0: a, I mean, that's two weeks. Two weeks I would have yeah. never yeah. done that. Right. But, you know, my boyfriend's in Florida. I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm like, I want to go. Like, yeah. there's other things I want to do. Right. And then I keep telling myself, like, it doesn't mean I'm less of a comic. I could write on the plane, which I yeah. probably won't. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to enjoy these two weeks, you know?
1: I w- it's funny when you were talking about how you were, like, writing for two years. And some, it just made me think, like... Sometimes you have a an only child vibe
0: I do yes oh really like what tell me
1: because of it's because of when you do all those those videos where you're playing different characters uh-huh. and it just is like you know kind of like what you would imagine like an only child because they like don't have a sister or brother to like interact with so then they do the all the characters themselves
0: yes. that's so funny because first of all, I'm just happy you watch my videos and your second videos are of funny all, oh thank you. And second of all, I was always like that. Like I played with, played with myself, played by <laughs> myself, you know, all the time. And I love doing characters. So, yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's what got me into stand up When I realized that with acting, I have to wait for someone to like yeah. hire me. And in standup, you do it yourself. Like with the videos, I'm like, well, I could call someone and see if they're around. Or I could just do it myself.
1: Yeah. It's so, I mean, that's like half of the work of making sketches and videos is yeah. coordinating everybody and getting everybody to come over at one, yeah. at the same time. But it's time. such
0: a, it's such a time sucker. Like it really, you know, just the editing. I oh, mean, yeah. it's a lot I of work. love editing, but it, it really does eat up so much time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Your, your videos, I like a lot. They're, they're very good for social media to just cause they're real, real quick. and uh easy you know they're just easy to understand and like it's nothing and they're so dumb yeah they're very dumb yeah
0: they're very like yeah someone came up to me recently that said i love your videos they're so stupid and i was like calm down carmen like this is a compliment but it is they're really dumb
1: i dumb comedy is maybe my favorite type of comedy oh good yeah i like i really i i mean i'm i mean i i think everybody's kind of against the just making points and, and not really making jokes like that's like the other extreme. But I like I like it just silly, just yeah. intentionally just kind of dumb. Like it's a very it's a very playful and fun. I think
0: it's also fun to just dress up and be stupid. Uh-huh. You know, it's, yeah. it's funny because when I actually do them, I'm not embarrassed uh-huh. but when i see someone uh, and they catch me off guard and they're like i watched your video with the dragon uh, and yeah, like yeah. the <laughs> purple hair and then it clicks and i go oh my god i did that and i yeah. sent it out yeah, you yeah. know so it's funny i i don't feel it until yeah that makes sense yeah do
1: you do you ever think about like like do you have a plan with those videos like are they are they just you know whenever you think of them you make them and you're, you're just trying to like have content for your followers or, or do you want to like turn that into something
0: i mean i would love to i um i've auditioned for snl a bunch of times mm-hmm. and so i think what first started well what first started it was um when i was in la and i was miserable because mm-hmm. um, i really didn't know that many people out there and um and then my boyfriend was at work and and some on some days i didn't have a car and i didn't have a show all day so i was like i'm just gonna make videos and that's where it started and i'm like this is really fun so i like you know figured out imovie which is like pretty easy Mm -hmm. and then when i got a couple of snl auditions i was like i should probably have characters so then i was like i'll just create characters yeah and then um after that i just kept doing it you know and i have this like big prop box now And then we have a green screen, which is really just, it's just a, no, it's an informal, it's just a green sheet that I hang on the kitchen. And, uh, and then TikTok has a million, you know, I was learning TikTok from my nieces a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, that, that stuff is like everywhere. Like they have so much. There's a lot
1: of good ones too. I think there's a lot of funny TikToks. I think you can, I think you can make it work. People are so reluctant to like, it's funny to see like, this generation of people who that were into like all the social media they're like nope not learning TikTok. that's for kids yeah. and it's like it's why you didn't have a problem with vine but you're against TikTok. right right it's like why it's well
0: just, it's funny because even twitter i have a friend who writes code mm-hmm. and when twitter first came out she's like there's this thing called twitter and i was like what is it mm-hmm. and she was explaining it to me and i was like whatever um, and then it took me so long to join Twitter. And mm-hmm. if I had joined that right. when she first said it. And, you know, the same with podcasts. Like, everyone's got one now. I just bought podcast yeah. equipment. So I feel like I'm just always like, nah, this is nothing. Yeah. And then,
1: but as long as you do it eventually, yeah. it's still better than nothing. Because you did get yeah. on Twitter. and Right, right. I'm sure you have a lot of followers at this point.
0: I mean, for me, but not yeah, yeah. for well, like whatever a, yeah. yeah.
1: Not for like an internet person, but... Right, but you're I, not a full internet person. You're. I'm not you're a. a comedian. Uh,
0: what do they call them? Uh, influencer.
1: You're not. A, you don't think so? No, I don't. No, think I, mean, can, I, I don't think not, you can have <laughs> an influencer with the amount of followers yeah. I have. You're influencing influencing on a small scale. Okay, that's true. So, you also perform in Spanish sometimes.
0: I perform in Spanish. Yeah, that um, that started maybe like five or six years ago when I went to Spain. I would just try it. Mm-hmm and uh it was really scary and then now it's easier like i i run a show in new york once a month in mm-hmm. spanish and oh, wow. uh and then other people started doing shows kind of at the same time so now there's a group of us who like do each other's show in spanish
1: so there's several spanish only shows
0: yeah and it's just and there's a lot of comics who speak spanish yeah like we've had Andrew Schultz on our show. We've had, um, Christine Berg, Aaron Berg's wife on our show. Um, there's just a bunch of people like even Jim twos was like, can I try it? You know? So there are people who can do five minutes of Spanish right. and, uh, it's pretty fun to watch them do it cause they're really nervous. And then once they're up there, they don't want to get off stage. Oh, so really? Like, you said you do five minutes and you're
1: up to 10, you know? So are you f- fully fluent in Spanish?
0: Yeah. I mean, I grew up speaking Spanish and, uh, my mom only spoke to us in Spanish when I was a kid. So it just kind of, it was every day we spoke it.
1: So when you're, when you're writing jokes in, in Spanish, are there, are, do you write it in a different way? Like are the, str- is the timing different?
0: Um, I have to, yeah. I mean, I kind of go to like a Spanish mode, mm-hmm. um, like I try and think like my Spanish self, mm-hmm. which I don't really um, get to like connect to that much, obviously, because mm-hmm. I live out here. Right. But, um, and then once I'm on stage, there's definitely, it definitely feels like, I feel like an open micer with experience on comedy, mm-hmm. because it, you do have to kind of start from the beginning again. Yeah. Because, you know, the language is different. Right. Obviously the order of the jo of the grammar, like the verbs and the, what they laugh at, you know. So it's there's a lot. It seems
1: so complicated to me because, I, so, you know, in some ways, like I look at jokes, you know, you j- they're kind of like a formula, right? And it's mm-hmm. and the timing is very specific, and the wording is really specific. And then when you go to another language where things are coming like, exactly what you're saying in a different yeah. order, yeah. And so then all of a sudden, like you know, you need to emphasize specific words in jokes and they need to be at a certain place in the sentence for the joke to work sometimes. Yeah. And then it just seems like adding such a, a extra complicated layer to do it in another language.
0: Yeah. It's almost easier to, um, just trust yourself Mm -hmm. and then let the Spanish come out. Yeah. 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 Instead of uh, like writing it out. Right. um, or even just translating a joke in English into Spanish. I'd rather just try and just sit there. And if I want to do a joke that I already do in English, I try to just kind of pretend like I wrote, I'm writing it for the first time. Yeah. So it feels organic. Yeah, yeah. You know?
1: Can you do... This guy knows what I'm talking about. Can you do that in Spanish?
0: Just that line? Can you,
1: Yeah, can you say that in Spanish? Este,
0: este tío sabe lo que estoy diciendo.
1: Is that, would that get a laugh to people? Is that funny? Yeah,
0: I mean, it's it's it sounds different it's funny because when i went to um when i went to spain and then when i went to costa rica to do spanish comedy their applause breaks are way more often yeah and it's at first i was like "Ugh, this is annoying like i'd rather just get laughs mm-hmm. because it kind of breaks the joke up more when you have applause yeah but that's just where it, that's how it is. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it loses
1: the momentum of the of the joke. Yeah, but it, but it but it is well. it's
0: a different vibe. I mean, like the applause feels almost like it's a theater mm-hmm. monologue, which is really what when I first started doing it in Spanish, that's what they would call the stand-ups, was monologistas, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I did a show the other day, and they were like it's sta- standupero, like a standupper, standupero, oh, like a special like, kind
1: of comic. Or or no,
0: it just literally, they took the word stand up and just added the, the, you know,
1: I didn't know if they were distinguishing that from the monologue.
0: Oh, I don't know. No, I don't know. I just, I think they, they're evolving at a different speed, which Uh kind of needs to be respected because they don't, they haven't been around as, as long as we have, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's, it's more like a show to them than, I don't know. It's just weird.
1: Yeah. You can see it in, in, uh, in the, the, all the one person shows in uh in in the U K exactly really it yeah. it really is like a different feel to stand up it, it's not just one joke after another have you
0: been to Edinburgh to do <laughs> no the festival? no I haven't oh okay but that was a good comparison because I yeah I've been there and some of them are like that
1: but I've been like at JFL watching the the like European comics uh-huh. um, and just, yeah. And just seeing the stuff that's on TV or people that put specials out that right. are um, international comics. Yep. It really is like a, it's like a different, um, yeah, it's just a little bit of a different style. Yeah. So when you're performing in Spain, are you like, are you trying to like develop a following over there at all? Yes. You are. Yeah. Okay.
0: I am. And I'm trying to develop it in any country that speaks Spanish. Um, mm-hmm. And it's funny because like sometimes I'll post an Instagram of a joke in English and an Instagram of a joke in Spanish Yeah. and the Spanish ones get more hits and likes. Okay. And I'm wondering right now, like if it's cause they're less yeah. saturated and you know what I mean? So probably. they probably are, just, are much uh, less saturated. Yeah. So it's, it's just an interesting thing to yeah. see that, can you know, you, can you
1: crack that code? yeah like can you can you figure out how to reach people in those countries
0: yeah like i would say in the last month i've gotten maybe 1800 new followers and most of them are spanish and i can tell because it says like you know venezuela on their instagram or it'll be like pablo you know whatever and i'm like oh i wonder what he saw and then i'll look at the video Mm -hmm. and it's got way more views than than the ones i posted in english
1: do you are you friends with any headliners that have followings in other countries
0: uh yeah i met a lot of them at the at this costa rica festival and Mm -hmm. then i opened for two of them in new york so every once in a while they come to new york uh and then a lot of times i'll meet some um especially from spain because i know a couple of them out there and they're just as excited to do stand up in english yeah so i feel like this bilingual comedy thing is really growing so they'll come out they'll be like can you get me a spot you know i'll try and find a, a bar or a club that'll give them 5 minutes yeah i mean it's it's really different though because you know you come to new york we have so many comedians so all i can really get them is like 5 <laughs> right. minutes and then i go to spain and i'm headlining their show yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i'm like dude i i've done this 5 times and they're like yeah but you're from new york and you've done the comedy cellar and i'm like right. it's such a different yeah you're a celebrity you know what i mean it's just so different
1: yeah that's cool gad Almala was yeah in the u.s performing in french like about seven years ago and i had this room in this like shitty basement that held like 20 people and he was gonna come try doing jokes in english it was like he was just starting to try english comedy and uh but then he like got sick and they were like, he's got to save his voice. He can't, he can't talk any extra. So then, it, so it never happened. So I never, oh. I didn't get to meet him, but he was going to come to that shitty show. And then, you know, obviously he did start doing that. He performed on TV in English and now he tours in English uh, right. too. But, um. but yeah, it's also funny. Like even him, they're like, this guy's the best comedian in all of France. And then like you hear his first English jokes, you're like, Mm. yeah these are pretty typical jokes
0: right 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 it's a different it's a completely different vibe and then you know sometimes i have a really good friend who lives in madrid and he'll be like can you look at my jokes and i'm like he's like why aren't you laughing and i'm like he goes are these and he loves it because i'll go like this is hacky so he'll be like are these hacky (laughs) and i'm like well for here they are yeah it's hard
1: because what do you say to that it's like i understand you know you, you're you not exposed to jokes every second of your life right but when you are and then someone presents those to you you're like yeah i don't know yeah what to you're say like about
0: this it. would have happened here 15 years ago yeah but yes in your country this is hot a, new a material yeah. uh-huh. but you know if you want to know the truth i'll tell you but maybe yeah. you should keep that one for spain <laughs> i think that
1: that's uh that's an exciting possibility for you out there that like Maybe you can catch on like,
0: yeah, it'd be fun. And, and for me, like I grew up speaking Spanish and left when I was eight. So sometimes the way I say things Mm -hmm. is like the way a third grader would say it. Like I'm Uh, completely fluent, (laughs) but my, my word choices are like that. So when I went uh, to Spain once, you know, I could tell in one show in particular, I could tell they were more laughing at me than with me. Mm But then after the show, they were like, "Please keep that. This is how you really say it." And I'm like writing it down, and they're like, "No, no, no, no. We just wanted to tell you, but
1: it's funnier sometimes to say it to in the hear weird it way, like
0: a weird way, yeah. like in a special way." And I was like, "All right."
1: That's just like when like British people are here or Australian people, and they talk and they just say the words in a different order. They yes. say them in a, w- they use weird synonyms, but it makes it funnier. Yeah, it's more interesting. because yeah. It's it's nice to hear different. Like things.
0: I like here we just say ear doctor, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm sure there's a real name. Yeah, it's, a but long it's name, like yeah. you know, ear doctor. And then when I said doctor of the ears in Spain, they were dying. Yeah. And they, they're like, we don't even say Ear Doctor, like, or Doctor of the Ears. It's got to be the name of the... Yeah. So it's stuff like that. And I'm like, they're like, please keep Ear Doctor, please. <laughs> I was like, all right.
1: <laughs> and there's the, there are comedians in the US that their whole thing is just talking that way. Like, that. their yeah. whole thing is that they're saying weird, they're, they're saying the words in, a, in an unusual mm. way. So you, in the, over this long, like, period of doing stand-up you seem like very like like a laid-back person and you seem like very just comfortable with everything has it been difficult
0: um you mean for with stand-up with everything just just
1: the like just the lifestyle not not even like the physical lifestyle but like the psychological idea of like trying to pursue a career that's so difficult
0: well what i have noticed is You know, when I first started, I was very excited and super obsessed. I mean, writing all the time. And then, you know, you get your comfortable um, hour, right? And then um, I put put an album out. And now I'm like ready to put another album out at Mm -hmm. some point. But there are moments where I just kind of don't want to write more than I used to. Mm -hmm. Like... I just want to be like, no, no, yeah. you know, I know what I'm going to do at this show or at this other show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to force myself to write more. And I'm, I'm sh- dealing with that right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not sure. It's not that I don't love it. I love it more. If, if anything, I love performing now more than ever, but it's the, uh, it may be like at some point you're like confident and you're like, I got this. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like the Spanish, doing Spanish helped because now it's like a different thing. Right,
1: right. A new so challenge. So still,
0: a new challenge. And I think that's, I love that as well. Yeah. Same with the editing, the videos. Right. I'm like, well, I could do stand up tonight, but I kind of want to make a video because that's a visual joke. You it know? does
1: rejuvenate you because when you're just hammering the, at the same thing for so long, yeah. you know, it really, <laughs> it kind of exhausts you and uh, it's nice to have something else to put your energy into and then come back to that a little bit like refreshed.
0: Yeah. And the jokes that I used to write, like, um, they don't do it for me anymore.
1: Of course not. So,
0: and my therapist, I talk about this all the time and she's like, well, you have to dig more. And I'm like, I know it's in there, but I don't know if I want to go there. And she's like, why? And I'm like, cause there's, I don't know. I'm just not going there for some reason, you know? So now, now I'm, now I'm starting to like hit that more. Uh huh but um i do hit these like moments of like comfortable
1: you're talking about like revealing personal information about yourself
0: i don't know i don't know it's just stuff that i've been i'm not like let's go write at a coffee shop like
1: would you be reluctant to even like write it in a diary
0: no i write in diaries you don't want to
1: okay so you're it's not
0: even right it's not even writing jokes because i love writing new jokes it's more about like just sitting down and instead of like, I love to paint. Like I've mm-hmm. been painting a lot. Uh-huh. So it's like, instead of um, doing a certain kind of art, mm-hmm. like stand-up joke writing, yeah. I'll be like, I'll make a video right? and, or I'll go, you know, go running, mm-hmm. you know? And then my therapist will be like, well, are you d- in, I didn't notice this until she said it, but she'll be like, well, is the video replacing the writing because you're afraid to see what's in the writing? Is it just an easier art form for you? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, don't make the video. Right. Like yeah, she it wants does sound it a little out.
1: bit. It does sound a little bit like procrastination or avoidance. Yes. Avoidance. Yeah. Avoidance. Yeah, yeah.
0: So now I've been like working on that. So that's like my big 2020 thing.
1: Yeah, it's really. I. I mean, I have a tough time. I have a tough time being like, is this what? like where my energy is and like what I'm excited about doing and what I want to do. And I should focus on that. Yeah. Or is it just like that this is easier. And so I want to do it cause it's easier and I don't want exactly. to do this hard thing that exactly. is like, has like baggage uh, associated with it.
0: That's what it is.
1: Yeah. Cause uh, yeah, there, there's so many things. Because the like easy that.
0: stuff is also fun, Sure. but there's a lot of good stuff in the hard stuff. Of course. Know? There's so much good stuff. Like, Did you see uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's show? What is that? The Fleabag. Fleabag. Uh Did you see that? Yeah. She won her award and then she said something. I don't think I watched the whole speech, but it was something like, like writing is the hardest thing I've ever done. Or I don't know. She said something (laughs) about how it's so hard. And then hearing that, I was like, "Oh, okay, it's hard for you. Oh, oh yeah. I thought <laughs> it was just like easy for you to just make this." That's you know? what it seems like. And and then I'll hit the hard moment and be like, "All right, that's enough." Yeah. You know, but once I'm in it, mm-hmm. I can sit there for a while.
1: Yeah. But I used getting to Getting into it's the hard part. Getting yeah. into it yeah, is so for sure hard. It is. Yeah. So, do you think like, I mean, it, it makes it seem like there's a potential to like go deeper with your topics that you're talking totally. about do you do you think that that's something I that think you want to do
0: too and i've always been told that because i'll find a joke and move on but yeah. there is a lot in there
1: i kind of it's kind of to me like just hearing you talk about it, it's kind of exciting i think because talking about like deep and heavy topics is you know that's kind of exciting on its own but when uh like kind of a playful person is doing it yeah. and then they're gonna do it in the style of being. A little dumb yeah that's fun i think yeah because having the ha- mixing those two things together being playful and stupid yeah. while talking about something that's heavy right i think can be like a great it's really combination fun. totally yeah and like sometimes like rory will get into that rory scovel will, will talk about some like kind of dark topics yeah but he's so silly that you just you know you know he can say whatever nobody ever the crowd never gets like too uncomfortable because right. he'll be goofy and then they'll kind yeah. of get over it
0: it's just hard now because um people are getting more politically correct yeah and there's certain jokes um, oh you ran
1: into it last night a little bit what did you with say with the wheelchair lo- joke oh was it was that the joke well, i think that, there was another one there were other there were a couple yeah. other ones
0: like i love talking about jesus because i grew up yeah with, you know my parents still believe in and it's funny to see because my friend who's super religious was here last night mm-hmm. and she laughed the hardest in that part you know so yeah. s- sometimes it's like it doesn't like the religious people enjoy it because yeah know. and she knows me so maybe that's a bad example but but the wheelchair one you know that used to murder
1: <laughs> yeah but there's so many jokes like that that used to murder yeah 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 like that, there's tons of stuff like that yeah you, but like to see, when, whenever you say that used to murder it's like well it's done if you if you're I know, saying that it
0: makes me it bums me out because i'm like come on just give me a little more time i want to uh,
1: sometimes you can sometimes you can rewrite stuff yeah and you can make it work um but a lot i think a lot of that stuff that was like edgy in a way that was okay five years ago yeah. and now and now it's like not even that the joke it's even what you're saying is such a problem as much as it is people just react to the topic
0: they do because it's like they know that it's not
1: they're just like they want you to stop yeah and so in order to even make that joke work it's like part of the joke has to be i'm overcoming your your resistance like i'm intentionally going through the fact that you don't want to hear it yeah but if that's not wasn't the purpose of the joke in the first place if it was just a fun silly joke and you're not like this isn't transgressive on purpose like in an intense way it just doesn't hit you know because it's a simple joke yeah and you know uh, times change it's crazy (laughs)
0: though like yeah it really just depends also on where you're doing oh totally you know there's
1: i mean i used to have jokes that would like first they were they were work everywhere they were great and then just kind of over time they would kind of stop working in dc but they would still work in arlington yeah like arlington get huge laughs dc then silence on, yeah. s- on certain things and it's just you know there's different audiences that have different you know yeah. levels of sensitivity to that stuff
0: but it's also fun to like push a little bit you know and mm-hmm. see how much they can take yeah I enjoy that. Well, as no, well. it is fun. It is yeah. fun to
1: play uh, with with the audience, and uh, and I, you know, I don't think you, everybody should just like ditch all of their stuff that like has run into resistance. But you know, it's just that is a a constant thing that you have to deal with with your material. Yeah. Is there anything when you look back? Would you have like done anything differently now that you know you have a lot of experience?
0: Um, I mean. That's a good question. I don't know, I guess. I I don't think so much about the past as much as the future. I'm more like
1: is there anything that you would do differently in the future mm. from just what write you're going more, to?
0: I think, you know, just don't lose those habits. Uh-huh. That's, um, don't get comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz I see you see it all the time, especially in New York. It's such a crazy city. You know, you're near you're near the clubs then people start to move out to the burbs Mm -hmm. and, you know, a $25 spot doesn't cut it anymore. Right. But those $25 spots, they add up to like, you know, all this new material that you've been trying and trying and trying. So I know in my head, I'm like, I don't want to leave Queens. You know, I'm I'm just far enough that I can do it. A $25 spot is fine. Right. And I want to keep doing it. Um, and I don't want to get too comfortable
1: is the writing is that like your main challenge to to continually write
0: i mean i now it feels like it is because a lot of time i love writing that's the mm-hmm. thing that i have that i struggle with is that i love writing it's just sometimes i do just avoid it
1: i do i mean yes it's a very um, easy thing to. and i think all writers avoid it yeah and, i think so too and like journalists like yeah. people that write novels i mean everybody i think procrastinates on writing it's really hard to like get going and then yeah. once you get going it feels good and you can do it, it for feels a long time. really good yeah. yeah
0: and i remember when i first took that stand-up class the teacher was like you know, if you write an hour a day, that's more than most r- people, most comic. And I was like, what? There's like 24 hours in a day. Are you crazy? Right. It sounds easy. It sounds so easy. And and he's like, no, a lot of people don't write. And a lot of people really don't. Oh, that's absolutely. just their mojo. They're, they're like, I just write on stage.
1: Totally. And even people that do write, almost no one writes an hour a day.
0: But yeah. And I also still write just, um, I just write it in my phone. I'm just talking about like elaborating, you know, like I could take a a topic and write about it for 25 minutes, but I don't, I'll be like, well, that one's, that one's fine. Let me try this one. You know?
1: Yeah. I think it also, you know, it depends on what kind of like show you're trying to put together and like, what, you know, what your, what your goal is. Like, do you want your hour to like have, a couple of themes or like, yeah, or you, or you just want to put together your funniest jokes, you know?
0: Yeah. That's another hard thing too, is I think, you know, I, one expects to get stuff, but these days it's a lot about producing things yourself, you know, get your own special Definitely. and self-produce it and all that. And that's been an interesting uh, thing for me is because, you know, I come from this like brain where I'm like, Oh, you just work hard and you get stuff right. and it, it really just doesn't work that way anymore.
1: No, it doesn't. So how do, how do you do you have a plan to deal with the kind of like new reality? I mean, are you are you still just going to continue to go through the normal channels of auditions and trying to write pilots? And stuff? I mean,
0: I always like, you know, did my own stuff like, you know, um, like the videos, to you know, to have stuff to show if I audition for other kind yeah. of character stuff. But in terms of something bigger, like um, like a special, mm-hmm. like right now, I'm I'm working on that. But yeah, if I don't get it, I will make my own. Yeah, and I think that's just the way you have to think now.
1: What about beyond a special, like in terms of like trying to find your own audience or like build build a, a following?
0: I mean, that I would love to do. What, like we said in span in Spanish speaking countries, yeah. I would love you know hitting all of them. And then, uh, you know, as well as increasing the, uh, the American. Yeah. English that seems like,
1: one. a like a, just a lottery ticket sitting out there. That's like, if you get, if you can get it, it will. Yeah. It seems like it could be pretty, I mean, pretty big.
0: Yeah. So many people speak Spanish. It's crazy. Yeah, Lots and lots of people.
1: It's really, Did you, have crazy. you performed in, uh, South America or, and uh, I've
0: only performed in, uh, in Spanish. I've only performed in New York, Spain, and, uh, Florida once and Costa Rica. Um, and then I opened for a comic in Mexico city and she was like, she's like, you should come. And, and I was, I'm working on that for 2020. Mm-hmm. Cause she said the Mexico city scene like is pretty hot for a Spanish up
1: It'd be funny if you went there and then it was just like a mini New York. I and know. Just everything yeah. was exactly the same. All like, yeah, it was yeah. just those shows. It was just a whole thing that nobody knew that existed
0: so crazy but now that's really what it's like because um i mean i've i've gone to random places like um i don't know like pakistan or for example or you know where you're like there's a comedy scene here you know i think that's starting
1: to happen i think it's starting to happen like in in every city where it's just uh and i'm sure netflix putting out all these international specials is only going to increase it um yeah, and that's another thing where everything always feels like you you've missed like you came in too late. Super. But like but with this yeah. one, you're you're coming in at the beginning. It's the beginning of the international. Do
0: you think because I I, do, yeah. I mean, that's cool that yeah, I should look at it that way cuz a lot of times I'm like there's already so brand many new Spanish comics.
1: And it's brand new to them and there's hardly any very experienced and like being being a comic from the US I mean, you're just going to do stand up in a different way. And yeah, I mean, and in my opinion, in a better way, but regardless, you're at least going to stand out from most people. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. So it's I wish there were more Spanish speaking shows in New York, but that was the thing. There weren't any for a long time. And that's why we were like, well, let's put our own together.
1: And how do people do a lot of people come out to see them?
0: Um, I mean, I've done some where we've had 40 and Mm -hmm. I've done some where we've had five. So I
1: wonder if you, I mean, it would be kind of a, that's like another thing that would be fun to just see if you could do is just, you know, keep doing those shows and see if you can find a way to market it to, to those, um, those groups and see if like, because a lot, sometimes there's like a trick to getting, you, you know, getting in with a Like, they're just, everybody goes to this website. This is the website that Latino people in New York go to and use to find events and stuff. And, like, if you find that or, you know, whatever. Or this is the app that's, like, popular. Like, there's, like, a Spanish TikTok or something.
0: Like, I did a show for Natalia Valdebenito, and she sold Broadway Comedy Club Mm -hmm. out. And I, I don't even know. I think that seats, like, 180 or 200. Yeah. But those were her fans right. that were like, "Oh, Natalia's in town. Let me go see her." You know what I mean? Right. Um, but to just get two hundred people to come to a room like that randomly—it's is in Spanish is hard. I mean, like, it's hard in English. Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, tra- putting any show on and trying yeah. to get two hundred people to go to it, unless you already have, like, a unless following. you already have that specific following, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of work to fill up a room.
0: Yeah, but there's got to be a way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it might, but like going through that exercise just in New York for the show's sake might inform what you're doing facing the rest of the world.
0: Right. And I think that's why it's annoying how important social media is right now. Yeah. But it really is about getting that stuff out because that's people's contact that's their way of seeing you
1: yeah because like just how you learn like how social media works like you learn like okay if you put out videos consistently you'll get more and more followers and if you are interacting with people and doing certain things or you go on certain podcasts you talk like right that will help you and though and so er, like everything is that way but you have to like be actively doing it to learn it to find out that that's that that's how it works.
0: Yeah, the constant creating, which is another reason I think why the writing has to go down a little bit. Sure, is because of there's so much more other like there's important things we have to do in this job, which is like have a following on social media. Yeah, definitely.
1: Know. And having a podcast is up. It's there. a good idea. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's there's it's valuable, and I think that there's there's reason to back off other things in order to make room for for that.
0: It's crazy to think like if you were talking, you know, everyone's going to have their own little radio show 20 years ago. You'd be yeah, like, what funny. are you talking about? But that's just the way it is. You're
1: like, the future is radio. And you're like, yeah. what are you talking? No, you, no, it's, no not. it's the Internet. Yeah. And you're like, no, it's actually it's actually radio.
0: Yeah. And everyone's going to have their own.
1: Yeah. And it's you're not going to listen to famous people. You're going li- to listen to your friends. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if it will get that way. I mean, it could keep dividing up. I mean, now it's like you're listening to your friends. If your friends are comics, you you will listen to your friends. But I wonder if it's going to get to the point where just regular people are listening to their friends and doing their own podcasts.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's still increasing. I thought it would have slowed down by now.
1: Yeah, I think it is still at the beginning, even even as crazy as it seems. Yeah. I, I do think that podcasting is still at the beginning. But international comedy is even more at the beginning.
0: Yeah, my mom just learned what a podcast was. Yeah. I mean, I have explained it to her, but it never clicked. Right. And she's like, oh, yeah, I went and I, you know, I listen. And she's Spanish. So, you know, it's like podcasts. And I'm like, what did you say? Like, she gets it.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, I think we've done a great job here. Sweet. I think everything is going good for you. Oh. I'm excited about all the possibilities in your future. Thank
0: you. I'll keep you posted on my Spanish uh, comedy career.
1: And uh, I think we'll have some good shows tonight.
0: And can I, we drop my social media just so? I'm sorry, Come but on. we can't do that. Oh. <laughs> all of the focus
1: has to be on underground comedy now. What oh. is it? Go At ahead, go
0: ahead. Uh, Carmen Comedian for everything. That's it. All right. And you yeah. can
1: see the videos. Woo-hoo. Funny videos. Thank you. Thank you. For more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com.